Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Brutally Honest Podcast. I am your host, Harrison Barron, and in today's episode, before we get into it, today's episode is phenomenal. This is... It's so hard because I, I always keep telling you guys I, I like this is one of my favorites because it's like... It's so weird because it's just they keep getting better and better and not saying the old ones are bad, but like they're just they're amazing and they make me feel good and they're all different and they they're all either inspiring or they make me think differently and things like that. So um, that's kind of how I think about it. I don't want anyone to be like, hey, but you said the other one was great. Yeah, it, it is great. And I also don't put out bad podcasts. I, I literally will not release a bad podcast in my opinion. Um, so anything that I provide to you, either if I don't think it provides enough value, I just won't air it and you guys will literally never know about it. So, um, but as always, thank you guys for tuning into another episode of the Brutally Honest Podcast. Um, like I said on the last episode, if you guys want to check anything out, brutallyhonestpodcast.com. If you want to see what I'm up to, harrisonbarron.com. Um, uh, if you want to follow me on social media, Harrison underscore Baron. Um, and if you want to support the show, which does help, patreon.com forward slash brutallyhonestpodcast. And that's pretty much it. Uh, today's episode is a phenomenal one. If you're interested, even the littlest bit in technology and the internet of things and things like that, this is the show for you. Um, I, I had a blast. I love learning. Anthony is a dear friend of mine. We've really, really gotten to know each other super well over the last coming months, and this podcast just made sense. Also, I have to give him a major thank you for helping me with uh, my podcast and studio setup because he drastically helped improve it, especially the stuff for YouTube um, on there. So that's pretty much all I got going on. Uh, I've been swamped with work. Work has been crazy. There's been the offices blowing up. Um, it's There's not enough hours in a day to get things done. And now I'm here sharing some time with you guys. And also for the people that have reached out to me directly and have, and just said phenomenally nice things and things like that, it's those messages and you guys know who you are but it's those messages that empower me to consistently keep coming back keep doing keep producing better shows and educating you guys along with myself so thank you guys to those people that do do that I really really do appreciate that it literally means the world to me so that's it I, I've just been crazy busy with a bunch of different things um, if you guys want all the links for anything is down in the description and show notes below or wherever you found the podcast now let's before we get into the podcast i have to introduce my guest my guest today is my friend anthony pisano he is a security expert in um literally basically everything security right if you need a building to be locked down if you want to um keep eyes on a property if you want to worry about data encryption and things like that he is the guy to go to so Super interesting. It's it's all if you guys have been listening for a really long time, it's everything up my alley. It's all stuff that I find super super interesting. So I think you guys are gonna love this one as much as I loved this one. Um, so now, without any further ado, please welcome my friend Anthony Pisano. Uh, 
thanks for being here. I appreciate you driving to the East End. Thank you for having me. I did, you know, I brought my passport. It was all good. I, oh, dude, I remember the first time. <laughs> so my ex lived in, in Nassau County. I love how every time we redo, I do things, it just consistently goes, goes off. back to it. But it was like, because you're from Nassau County, she's like, um, I thought you guys had horses out here. And I was like, oh my God. It's We're, we're going to go local for this global podcast, but we have um, friends in Santa Mariches. Sure. They do have horses out there. Right. But that's like even no, further. Right. Well, because then you're talking about Manorville and places yes. out like there. But that's, you know, we could gateway to the Hamptons, right? And that's what that's what they like to call it. Meanwhile, you just, it's it's not really a gateway to anything. No, it's, it's not. No. But they have <laughs> they have land that's like nice. But yeah, uh space right. between houses. So we're so as we were just discussing, uh we we, we were playing around with technology and, and Anthony thankfully in his past life was a DJ. <laughs> and we shared a whole beautiful story. Maybe I'll add it. I don't even know if I'm gonna add it or not. I might do it in the audio version. Oh, throw it in. You gotta uh, throw it in. Yeah, that's how we're gonna do that. But um uh, it's just funny. Oh, did I delete it? I think I might delete it already. Because I'm I'm quick with that trigger finger. Well, you know, space. Yeah, I deleted is it already. Commodity. I know, uh, but I think we may have figured out a solution for the YouTubes to listen in to the to the to this. Oh, well, that's going to solve all your problems. Well, it's not going to. It's going to solve this problem. <laughs> there's there's a whole laundry list of things. Yeah, a whole another set of problems. That's going it. On. All right. I actually had a conclusion this weekend that if I could just figure out how to never sleep, I would get everything I've ever wanted done. Well, who is it? Uh, all the articles ever put out by anybody uber successful. Sure. Right? Talks about sleep four hours a night. And I go to bed and I, while I'm sleeping, I'm working. And then while I'm sleeping, I'm eating lettuce and I'm working out in my sleep. Oh, yeah. And that's, then um, <laughs> That's exactly, you know. <laughs> right. It, it's, so when I'm. You know, and we'll talk about diets briefly, but like when I do ketogenic, the ketogenic diet, mm. and I'm pretty good with that for a lifestyle. The problem is um, alcoholic beverages will ruin me every time. Well, that's isn't that a, isn't that everybody's little bugaboo there? Probably. A lot of time. It's, that's what's going to kill you every time. Of course. That and bad decisions. Well, yes, but a lot of bad decisions end up having good outcomes. That is true. Uh, you learn. You learn what works and doesn't work. Right. You know, but it's 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 just you know. I don't even know. Where. Oh, so when I do that, I have energy for days, like days, and then I can only sleep for four hours, and I'm wired all day long. No coffee, no nothing, just full throttle, hundred and ten percent all day long. I've I've told a couple of people. There was uh, was it two three weeks ago. I told a couple of people at the office that um, I was gonna become the keto Guido. That, oh, that, Italian. Well, it comes from uh, Vinny, everybody's favorite Vinny from Jersey Shore. Sure, has the book, the Keto Guido. It's all about. It's a thing. The uh, keto. That, look it up. Oh God. It is an actual thing. Um, uh, I'm pretty sure somebody put bets on me at about 15 minutes. Oh, actually, you're just one of those guys able, that just devours <laughs> it's pasta. A non, it's a nonstop shovel that doesn't end. See, so, I wish I was blessed like that. Oh my God, it's his book. It is. Oh, I didn't know it was his book. So, I don't know how this works with you getting some some quiche off the Keto Guido because now we're hashtag hashtag Keto Guido, right? Yeah. 
Let's hope Vinny gets wind Dude, of this. Dude, he's ripped. Can work something out with you. That'd be nice. I like him. He's a nice guy. Never met him. Anyway, let's talk about what we're really supposed to talk about. Well, Technology. that's the whole point, right? I know. Let's do it. I mean, in this podcast, it's so funny because sometimes, we, like, so the podcast that just released, even though that people, it's, there's going to be a handful between now and then, um, it was the second time he was on the show. The first time we literally, he's a financial advisor. I literally don't even think we talked about finance for like in, until the end when I was like, hey, just tell people what you do. Like, oh, I'm a financial advisor. And that was it. Done. Well, look, let's be honest. A lot of times what you what you do is obviously important, but how you do it is more important and who you do it with is extraordinarily important. I agree. Because like right now we're what are we doing? We're having fun. We're having fun. We're learning. I learned all, all about this. Right. We're going to bullshit for a little while. <laughs> it's this is the fun part. This, this is, is the fun, fun part. part. This is uh, this is the highlight of my day. Every time I get to do one of these, like I had two of these today, and I was like pretty jazzed up about it. Well, this is this is awesome. Thank you for having me. Hey, anytime, man. Thanks for coming down. No worries. Um, so uh, we talked about you being a, well. People don't know that you were a DJ until I brought it up just before. But <laughs> yeah, let's um, not, let's. Not, you wait, know, we'll, luckily, it was before. That's oh, now I'm dating myself, but it was before the real world of YouTube. Twitter, Facebook, it was even probably on the verge of being before MySpace. Damn. Yeah. That's old. So we're talking, you know, early 2000s, right after uh, Y2K destroyed the world. Oh, my God. I didn't know about this. I had to hear about Y2K from my fire department. What do you mean you didn't know about it? I was, I'm only 27. So, like, Y2K... I don't even think I was using computers at the time, and when I and if I was, it was those gigantic Macs that were a thousand pounds, and at we would school. play that Raptor You're at game, school. right? Yeah, and then I didn't know that Y2K had this whole explosion on the world because coders and stuff like that just didn't plan for it. Well, it was yeah, and it had to be patched a little bit, but ultimately amounted out to you know a fizzle, nothing really. No, of Nothing course. Really happened, but it was it was just so like, and it's funny because I heard about it from the fire department because the software that we used and stuff like that wasn't ready to handle the the two thousand. Everybody was worried about the whole the whole nine one one system going down because nobody could confirm whether or not it was, it was programmed into the system. Isn't that crazy? It's scary. One day later, think. and all of a sudden, the world just blows up. Right. Right. Because somebody was like, ah, we're never going to hit what, you know, two, no. the year 2000. Never, never. We're back in the Stone Age at that point. Funny, man. It's crazy. It's crazy to think about that. So you were so you were DJing before MySpace. So or I would right say around. it was probably somewhere in 02 to 05, somewhere in that neighborhood. Okay. Um, so I, I honestly, at that point, it was, I don't think there was much of it i remember doing at that time still like aol instant messenger oh yeah dude so now we're just talking about like rotary phones and typewriters at this point dude <laughs> dude i went to uh i was somewhere and i saw a rotary phone i was with my sibling i was with my younger sibling who is 16 and i go do you know what this is she's like no what's that he did not know, what, didn't a know what it was. Phone well, was. most most kids don't even know what the what a phone cord is. Oh. Because if you think about it, yeah, phone cords. Then you had your gigahertz your gigahertz cordless phones, mm-hmm. which kind of took over. 
But now we don't even have phones in our houses anymore. No, I do. It's terrible. But you, but do you use it? God, no. Right. Nobody, My parents nobody do. A- See, but that's the thing. That's there's a the psychological gap. factor there of needing to hold a handset. Mm-hmm. Um, we we I mean, ever since I started using Teams, I feel like I pick up the Microsoft Teams. I think I, I pick up the phone less. Oh, I hate holding a phone up. Now Dude, AirPods, lazier bro. and lazier. Yeah. Oh, well, between the headphones and the AirPods and your phone and a Bluetooth in the car and Teams and just eliminating having to actually physically hold something. I don't don't really pick up anything anymore to call people. The one thing that drives me nuts is this. The watch. The the twisting of the wrist. It's like they'll talk to you and they'll just... Right. For all of for for everyone in audio only land, Harrison is turning his wrist right now, talking to it. And then they and then they whisper <laughs> into their phone, like to try right. to like not interrupt the conversation. Right. I'm like, guy, what do you th- what what do you think? I just went Wait blind. I can't but, just see you. So so what's really crazy about everything? Do you have an eye watch on? I, of no. course. <laughs> <laughs> I, what do you, what do you mean? Why I've never I've n- I've never talked into it. Oh, here's why. I'll give you the reason. Okay. So way back when. When uh, I don't even know, I might have even still had to get up to turn my channel on the TV because at that point, like the, the TV oh, in my room, knobs only, did not have a remote because I got like a, I think I got like a hand me down, uh-huh. and we had channels like two through thirteen because cable was around. We just really didn't have it in my entire house, so we would watch. I'd watch shows like Dick Tracy. Now, you might not even know who that is. I do, I do know who that is. Now, Dick Tracy's claim to fame, do you remember what that was? No. It was his damn watch. It was the watch that did all of the crazy stuff. So, you know what? I, I, I hate to say it. Apple and Samsung and everybody else in the world of giant tech did not invent wearable gear. Uh-huh. Steve Jobs, yeah, you built the iPhone. I'm showing you But mean, you by the did way. not. You did not invent the tricorder. I don't know what a tricorder is. Star Trek. I didn't, I didn't watch Gene Star Roddenberry, 60s, Shatner original tricorder. The tricorder is the iPhone. I am not, I'm going to go, I have to go on record here. I am not that old. I am Star Trek the next generation old. <laughs> Tri- oh, T-R-I-C-O-R-D-E-R. Yeah. The, oh, tricorder. It is. Pixel device. They, they would take it and scan you for health. They would talk into it for communication. They would search information on it. Oh, yeah. This is it the OG is iPhone. the OG iPhone. I don't care what anybody says. Tricorder. This will document the date, which is uh, 12-3-2019. Um, so it's funny, right? We're talking about that and, and technology and, and this meme. I saw this meme a couple months ago, uh, and I thought it, it's very fitting, especially for the two of us, and I'm going to just lift it. And I can't show the... Show the um, the camera all that well unless the camera can zoom oh in. oh okay so the ju- the so jurassic funny. the jurassic so park funny. clips in tech work so well especially when samuel l jackson is sitting in the control room and he's got the cigarette in his mouth and they have to like reboot the gates uh-huh. and they hope that the gates and the raptor cages come back online or whatever sure and he's got the cigarette in his mouth, and he says, hold on to your butts. That's like a, that just runs through tech all the time. 
because if you if you got to do some maintenance on something oh, in a yes. critical environment yes. that you need to take down or don't want to take down, <laughs> but it might happen. I was like, where are you going with this? You got to yes. go. Hold on to your butts. And that's what happens. And I, and I don't care what anybody says. Everybody out there in tech land knows what the hell I'm talking about. And yes. if you don't want to admit to it, you're so, a liar. So so here's, so the, I'll, I'll give everybody a little spoiler alert because I, I came from the tech world and now I'm back in the tech world with Anthony. Um, but so it's funny, right? Because when you're so let, let's explain a critical environment for the listeners because they might not know. So a critical environment is like a server for a school, something, something where if that server goes down, it's life a server. itself will de- die. Depends. Yeah. On it, yeah. So, computer goes down. Let's just, let's just say, like we're talking about the nine eleven system, right? The nine eleven system goes down. God forbid, right? You. That's why you have redundancy and all of these these things where you have multiple servers that, God forbid, one of them fails, it just clicks right over to the next one. You don't you don't even realize most of the time. It's kind of like a generator for your house, right? If power goes out, boom, generator kicks on. You barely even know that anything happened. So, when you're working in these critical environments where you know you're, let's just say you run up. Let's say Amazon, right? Amazon goes down, right? They're losing billions of dollars a minute, probably. So, or, or hourly, whatever it is. But when you're in the IT world and God forbid something goes down or you need to take something down for emergency work or whatever it is, that's what Anthony's talking about. I got to repair you, something. I'm going to give you a quick story about a critical environment that we had to jump into. Uh, critical to more to the client than anything else, but. Um, let's right. <laughs> It's usually them, <laughs> a them problem. Not a, oh, if your stuff goes down, I'm still going to keep breathing. Well, no, well, almost for a minute because <laughs> your your heart goes into your mouth oh, at that I, point too, and you get the. And that's when you got to run. I don't and start miss doing that crazy because I got one of those on a Sunday night when I was bartending once, <laughs> like a couple of years ago, and I got a call from a customer who I had sold, and it was that thing. I need you to get over here right now. My server's down. Okay. Well, we have two problems. One, I'm a sales guy. I don't know how to fix your server with the exception of unplug and plug it back in. Right. Which is probably not going to fix it. Number two, <laughs> I'm also bartending on a Sunday night. He's got the cable vision approach. <laughs> you got the you got the cable vision. <laughs> That's it. Fios calling approach. Did you unplug it and plug it back in? Of course I did. There's that's, no world where I didn't unplug it and plug it, it back in. That's it. So I was like, I, I really can't help you. I'm sorry. Like, you, we have an emergency support line for that reason to fix these things. We get, there's the one sales night. sales guy can't fix your issue. It's snowing. It's like Sunday night. And we have a client that works at their hedge fund. They had to- they're at a Tokyo office as well as a New York office. Okay. And the way that the original infrastructure was set up way before us, it was they were very reliant on a VPN, a virtual private network, like a firewall to firewall connection between their offices that linked them up as one. Right. Sure. So they were very dependent on that. They had a lot of services that went over that. We hadn't been with them very long, maybe less than a week since we've been talking oh, to them. So down. we didn't we didn't have any part in it, but they were we're the only ones that they thought of to call to say, hey, can you come and fix this now? Yeah. And we're like, uh, OK, so we made all of our scramble phone calls at that point. Sure. Uh, one of our guys, one of our really great techs at the time was able to get there downtown in the city. He gets there and one of the critical pieces of infrastructure, the firewall 
connecting to the internet that gives all that gives all of those services was made by Yamaha. And I I feel like you know, I feel like I've been around, seen some stuff. <laughs> Nobody <laughs> <laughs> right. No one had ever heard of Yamaha oh. building routers. God. At least I, at least at that point we never heard. I still didn't even know about it. So Victoria. all of a sudden, you know, I'm like, oh, you know, they got a they got a motorcycle in the in the <laughs> IT closet. We got to pull. We, look, we need some oil and a, we got a pull start for this thing. We could pop the clutch and get it going. So he finally figures out how to get in to the yacht to the thing made by the motorcycle company. Oh God! It's in completely in Japanese. Oh, I would have guessed that. The yeah. config is completely in Japanese. Oh God! So at this was this was just on the cusp of time when Google Translate you could hold the app up to a screen Legendary. and it'll translate it for you Legendary. and it'll it, it, it saves lives especially when you're doing overseas work right oh uh, yeah so it 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 didn't have that he did not have that oh, luckily the guys in tokyo for the company were online they were they, it was that time of night on sunday so it was already monday there there yeah he was able to call them up and somehow he managed to tr- to actually convert the configuration, uh, the, the the actual verbiage of it, from Japanese to English and fix the problem. To this day, I I don't know if I've been through a, a more odd situation when it came to a critical environment going down and having to do the uh, a tap dance <laughs> and. <laughs> And really apply everything that you have in your arsenal. Sure. Not like just just troubleshooting, not tech related. Just to be able to all the skills that you could never acquire in school or anything like that. You had to. You had to put. You had to live. You had to put them into play. Our guy, he did it, man. I don't. To this day, that story, I still ask him, and he won't tell us. Uh, So I think there's some shenanigans, because he won't tell us. He's he's playing it a little too cool. Like I'm just I'm just too cool. I'm not gonna tell anybody. It's like he's not that cool. He's so that that is he means at the company still. Uh, he's he's with he's actually one of our clients for okay. a long long time. Okay, great dude, unbelievable dude. That's so funny. That's a, that's crazy. Yeah. I've never had to do that. Thankfully, that was a good time. Um, I le- I left the tech the tech world uh, soon before I had to actually learn how to troubleshoot too many things i think i think though part of the best the best thing about being in tech is that you know it's not niche everybody it doesn't matter who you are how old you are you 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 somehow interact with tech so oh yeah you get every single experience possible if you don't you could just be a vertical uh, provider where you're just doing doctor's offices or you're just doing law firms but when you're verticalist and you do everything across a horizontal line and you touch every single business and you see everything, there's so much that comes out of sure. that. You're, you're, you, now you're using some some solution that you designed for a warehouse infrastructure to, you know, to, to, to rebuild a building. It's just, there's a thousand different ways you can, you can cross connect everything that you do. Like we, there was a lot of times where we would be, we do a lot of work at the Bronx Zoo. Mm-hmm. And we'd be in the Bronx Zoo like 2.30 in the morning, pitch black, 
nothing nothing but just 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 darkness it's like and if you're darkness driving and animals if right if you're driving <laughs> through right cuz you still you have to drive on some of the walking paths to get from place to place when sure. the park is closed sure but if you're doing work in the back areas at night the 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 fear that you had when you were a kid comes back oh i believe it because now you're walking through open air space in a back house where there are giant gorillas like you know they're there oh yeah you can hear them moving Mm -hmm. you can't see a thing and all you hear is you want to talk about getting out of a building like bugs bunny with an imprint In a door where to all of a sudden it's just a door you print. Can. You're just running out as fast as you can. And now that shouldn't necessarily be something that you experience in the tech world, but because they need services in that area, that's what you know. That's what you're gonna do. That's crazy. I've been in the Bronx since I was a little kid. I'm actually it's, going uh, through some pictures. It is a. It is a. It's a great place. Is it as big as I used to think it is? No. Um. Okay. So there's this point. It's like Where, when you're a little kid, everything when, is gigantic. When you're little, the place is huge, yeah. right? Then you hit around, call it, I'll give it the 16 mark. Sure. Once you get to having kids and they are young, it's big again. Because now your feet hurt, you're tired, it's cold. <laughs> So you're not, not young kids, anymore. It's, it's the, the, the... Oh, no, no. It's just like, wow. You it's know, the everything got, else going on. Everything else that gets compiled now with the, the Bronx Zoo trip. Sure. As a young family with, the, you know, why is, why is the kid in the lion cage? Let's go get him. This might be a problem. Sure. Now we're running around. Now you're tired. Now it's big again. Now the place is big again. That's so funny. Just because of how tired you are when you're there <laughs> as a parent. Get me out of this place. <laughs> right. <Get me> <laughs> There's, there is a point, and it's usually about, I would say, two hours in where you say, you know what? That lion looks hungry. I think I might, I think I might take care of that. I'm just, I'm just going to go jump in. <laughs> I'm going to go jump in. Well, at least you're not the one right. that's like, here's my child. Here's the no, 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 no. That's not fair. That's not fair. It's, uh, I'm good. Had a great run. Um, I'm going to hit the lion cage. I'll see you guys later. Uh, somebody, I think, just jumped into a lion cage. Yes, that lady. Yeah. Well, that, oh. there was one with polar bears. Well, so there was a lady. I, I don't. She was all over social media. She was doing selfies with the lion in the background. And when we went uh, the other day, not too long ago, we got up to that area, the, the, the lion area, and we're wondering why there was so much extra security because this was a, you know, a couple months. Uh, So it it didn't hit me right away, but they had a ton of extra security. Oh, it was at the Bronx Zoo. No, it was. Oh, I didn't know it was at the Bronx Zoo. Yeah, it was at the Bronx Zoo. Oh, dude, I love this stuff. And there was, I don't know if there was any reason for it. I'm I'm pretty sure it was just to, just to get the selfie. Like the people who are, everybody's dying. There's people dying trying to take selfies. Oh. The falling off the cliffs. Dude, this is literally the definition of Darwinian theory in action. We are eliminating the weakest humans. This is phenomenal. Look. We're progressing the human race further by this whole happening. I'm sorry. (laughs) If you go off a cliff trying to take a selfie, I 
I got nothing. Ugh. I don't. I don't. I, I don't. I don't. I don't know what to say about something like that. You know what it is? I, I think this is. Uh, this is where it becomes. This is where the problem is. The problem exists. Yeah, some uh, lady leaps into the polar bear enclosure. Also, yeah. Now it's just a thing. Now it's a sport. But now it's the bottle flip. Now it's the this challenge and that challenge. Let I, that's a great idea. They want to thin out the herd. Let's do the polar bear challenge. And this is not swimming at Coney Island by the New York Aquarium. <laughs> this is actually jumping into a polar bear enclosure. I just That's the new challenge. Uh, I just think it's kids, so Kids don't try it. Don't try it kids. I think it's so funny that all the like and look, I love my little brother to death, but <laughs> uh I feel like I need to start it with that. But like we were in New York City <laughs> the other day. It's a disclaimer. There's yeah, it's a disclaimer. I do love my little brother. That means that something really happy and loving is going to come out of your mouth right now. Oh, well, I'm glad he didn't get hit by a car in New York City. <laughs> But he was inches away from being hit at forty-five miles an hour. Uh, can I can I take a guess why? Oh, he had his AirPods in, was and he, he was uh, was, was he, he buried in it? Was he no, no, buried he in was it? Walking backwards, looking at the family in the traffic. Brilliant. So there's also, I believe, <gasps> th- that there's a scenario in everybody's life where tech helps. Mm-hmm. Okay, but. Things like, and I have this conversation with my son, I force my son, and I might maybe I'm crazy, I force my son to know north, east, south, and west, Smart. and the directions that you have to be going in. When you make a turn, now what direction are you in? If you make three turns, now what direction are you in? Sure. Close your eyes, spin around, which way are you facing? There is a... Are you I, an Eagle Scout? Almost. I was one one step away. And that then hockey, hockey kind of took over. Um, but that, that's all right. That's look. <laughs> let me tell you, you something. Learned a lot. Now looking back on it, I should have done the Eagle Scout, right? Sure. Learned how to play with some more instruments, preferably the piano. I want to learn right? how to play. piano's on my list. And cooking. I'm a phenomenal cook. I I would I would. You know, you're not a good cook. I just started again. Dude, why don't you take a master class? Uh sure. You, don't so, know that you know what it is? Time is at a premium right now. I so I gotta kinda pick the pick your battles. Pick the battles. Sure. But I and I, I tell my wife all the time and I tell my son, I'm like, dude, you gotta trust me. Piano, cooking, guitar. Done. Scratch oh, it. You takes forever. You're done, you're set, you never have to worry ever anymore. But that's why youth wasted on the young, right? Of because course. Because the wisdom that you obtain, whether <laughs> it's stupid wisdom or I, actual wisdom. I used wisdom. to know how to play the piano, and I and I lost that ability because that's, you know, good. Um, and then I, I thankfully so my parents never had food in the house. Like, it was always, like, it was very rarely we had leftovers. And, like, my, my mom would cook back in the day, but, like, a lot of the times it would be a meal or the whole meal would go and then I'd be I'd have to fend for myself so I learned how to cook a lot of things with like nothing. That's, but but why? Why did you learn? Because I needed to. Cuz right. Necessity, invention, whole nine. Like we wouldn't even have cereal. I couldn't even eat cereal. Right. So now where I was going with the as soon as GPS became so accessible that nobody had to actually think about where they're going anymore. No, I guarantee if you take 90, take, take, uh, 20 people, 
Mm-hmm. Blindfold all of them. Spin them around. Two to three of them will tell you, be able to tell you which way they're facing after they take the blindfold off. Or how do we get to two towns over? Right? Like it's like, uh, oh, from, yeah. If I said from, from where we are, how, how do we get to Sayville? Oh, right? That way. Right. I don't even have to think about it. Right. But because you didn't always have a the cell extremely phone. readily accessible cell like that. I mean, hey, I, what, what, when, when we had like T9 text input, I wasn't typing in addresses sure. uh, to figure out which way to go. You're, you're, you're doing. You're using your your ability and your natural instinct and 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 thought process to figure it out. Sure, and that's expanding. Then I think on on your brain power as a whole. Oh, I to find the Javits Center now. I actually open the compass on my phone because Waze doesn't route you correctly because it thinks you're in a car. In a car. Well, right, because then you gotta then you have to then you gotta know to go over to Google Maps hit the walking button because then it'll eliminate the one ways, yep. the one way streets. I just know Javits center is West of Penn. Look, and then I open up my compass. There is no world where I'm saying that now, even coming to places that I can get to with my eyes shut, where I'm turning ways on. Oh yeah. I want to know where cops are. I want to know construction, if there's construction accidents. or traffic, the data, the actual data that you makes can get life from easier. that makes life easier. So, but what happens when, the cell towers go down. The power goes out. Uh, I mean, Hur- Hurricane Sandy, people's oh, nails dude. were Everybody and, and fingers were gone because everybody's biting, biting them off just because, oh, my God, I don't have this for 10 minutes. So so I, this is my backpack I carry every day. There's my nice little Leatherman with all my all my good gadgets. Totally necessary. I always carry extra rope because I'm a freak and you'd be surprised how much I've used it. This guy's ready. Always, dude. Flashlight, because you never know when you're going to need so one. So that's like, is that a zombie apocalypse style kit? Well, this is just like, if I'm in a pinch and I need to get out, yes. Well, I have a backpack you, but, in but my like car. But like that, you can you can absolutely get... A lot of places. Uh, pretty, you can get a lot of things done, too. Sure. Right. It's definitely not the ideal bag, but it's definitely enough to get me by. I have a go bag in my car right. that well, I keep with me everywhere. Just between that, that, that rope, the flashlight... I mean, you know, you're talking oh, about well more, way more. You're, you're setting yourself up for hero status to help somebody <laughs> with something. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> no, 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 Let's not get. Look, I'm a good person. I'm a volunteer fireman. I'm an Eagle Scout. I love community service. I love. Well, there you people. go. See, but it's in your natural. Uh... But shit hits the fan. <laughs> you're all dead because there's so, no wait. way I'm gonna die. I, all right, I, and I'm gonna throw out a reference. You might be too young. Are you like George Costanza in the birthday party where the the clown gets sets on fire or whatever and he pushes the old lady out of the way to get out the building? I don't know what reference that is. <laughs> I am too young. Oh, no. I hope some people that are listening understand what I'm talking about. Uh, uh, George Costanza, party fire. I guarantee it'll come up. Or Seinfeld party fire George something like that. Yeah. You, you, you'll you'll get it. All right, George, yeah, here it is. So, uh, oh, it's four minutes long. That, just, sh- that should be shorter than that. Yeah, we're just gonna skip through. All right, so fire in the kitchen here. But I think I think it's one of the most classic Seinfeld scenes out there. Um, 
But I am the kind of guy, and thanks, you know, because I'm an Eagle Scout and I'm also like a survival kind of nut and I do enjoy a lot of that kind of stuff. Um, I'm the kind of guy that if Long Island burned down, I would just hike it past New York City and you'd never see me again. Well, right. That's like day after tomorrow style. Gone, bro. Gone. Gone. Right. Off just the map. You would never see me again until I knew society was back and I was right. back. Well, you know, all the post-apocalyptics are... They all have their merit to them when it comes to the nightmares that could ensue. Yeah. And honestly, I don't even think it would take that much. Oh, like, my All the God. post-apocalyptic stuff is the the bombs. Uh, you got your Terminator style post-apocalyptic. Internet goes down, bro. Right. Right. Inter- it, all it is is if... <laughs> the economy is going to come crashing. People are going to freak out. Yeah, dude. You could lose three cell towers at this point, and, and everyone would go into oh my a God. complete uproar. Dude, have you seen people that lose cell phone service when they're when they're on the phone? The Wi-Fi doesn't work. Ah, they're freaking out. I, I, uh, a comedian made a joke about this, and he's like, I'm, he goes, you know, modern technology. They announced, you know, that they had Wi-Fi on the plane, and everybody was cheering for their, you know, laptops right. and phones and all that kind of stuff. And then we got in the air, and all of a sudden, the Wi-Fi cut out. He goes, talk about people that just thought the world was, was ending. ending, ending, ending over internet. Right. And it wasn't that long ago. Where you had to listen to those damn dial-up like fax noises, and then I think the worst time of my life was trying to figure out which AOL phone number would get through, because your modem would try a whole bunch of different local numbers to Uh, get online, and there were when it was peak time and kids are home, whatever. All you get is busy signals, busy signals. Oh, I remember. I remember when my uncle brought his computer over and we di- we went on dial-up to my grandparents' house. And he's like, check this out. This is the internet. And I looked at it and I was like, this is the shit. Yes, right. I can't wait to sit on AIM but, all day but and just honestly, take up a phone line. Life changed. <laughs> life life changed when uh, I, I, for- I told my dad, I don't know if it was a commercial or we were just talking about it at the time, when we found out about broadband. Mm-hmm internet from Cablevision at the time. And that, once you went from dial tone to broadband, that, I feel, was one of the biggest jumps in everyone's... Oh, because broadband you didn't need to dial into a phone number. No, no, no. no. It's just yeah. the, the always-on shark fin modem. Everybody local around here might know what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. The old optimum shark fin. Sure. And here, the, the, the change that happened instantaneously... Of what you were able to do and how you were able to consume, the dial-up to the always-on connection for me was one of those biggest jumps in uh, ev- and everyone's you know day-to-day internet interaction life. I oh think, yeah, I think the broadband change is one of the biggest. I, I would I would agree with you 100 percent on that one. I would say that uh, that and it's just so funny too. It's like you know I remember when, you know I, I remember when the, somebody got the first iPhone four. And they're like, oh, I can make phone calls with this. Right. And it's like, and a, like it's, oh, just, my God. You're just touching oh it. It's like crazy. Well, gosh. And for me, I went through every iteration. Had the beeper, right? Had the... I dodged um, the beepers. Thankfully. See, you're you probably too young for that. Had yeah. had the beep. Well, see, it could use those even further. I've seen beepers. I've just my, never used them. My dad had a actual car phone my buddy had a car phone and but it didn't work he had this phone 
in an 86 Toyota Super Turbo. Now, at the time, 86 wasn't that, that long ago. Sure. The car was beautiful. It was a rocket ship. And now he added this car phone. So he comes home, and we're just we're kids at the time. He comes home, he says, hey, guys, come outside, check this out. And you see the stand, and you see a phone with a cord in the car. Sure. So now you're like, oh, I'm going to call mom. And you start dialing whatever. No, it costs $12 a minute to make a phone call. It's oh, like, my God, it was that expensive. Well, I'm probably over-exaggerating. But at the time, it was so rare to have something like that that you would you'd, you'd pay out the ass to, oh, make, to yeah. make one phone call. It was yeah. like... 50 cents or 60 cents a minute or something like that. So what's funny about it is you got this phone. It's sitting in there. He's got this entire mission control center in the trunk. Mm-hmm. Like, Dad, you where's the? You just took up all the trunk. He's like, I know, but I got a phone in my car. <laughs> and to good. me, that was like now looking at myself and how I am. I was like that. That answer made more sense than anything I could ever. Oh yeah, I could ever think of. But now, if he wanted to take it out and use it, he had this this case that was almost the size of a laptop mm-hmm. that the phone would go on top of, and it was a giant battery and yes. a handheld handle. Yes, and it looked military issue. Yep, and you could hurt somebody if you hit them with this thing. Oh, I'm sure it was like a suitcase. So the advent of, I think, the jump also from beeper. Which was just the tones phone. and data transferring yeah. to the actual cell phone that you could put in your pocket, whether it was a smartphone or like a, a flip, like the sure. star tack or something like that. I'm very curious to see what's going to happen when I'm like your age, right? Like what's what's going to happen? I don't think you should ever say something like that ever again. Well, you're what, like 40? No, you're, yeah, you're 40, right? All right, everybody. Thanks. Have a nice day. This yeah. podcast was great. Uh, I'll see you later. <laughs> but like, if you really think about it, that's what it lists. No, I am 38. Oh, 38. I have not hit 40 yet. Okay, so you're 10 years not old, Not right? yet. What's going to happen in the next 10 years? Well, it's, it, 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 the change is exponential. Especially gets, now more than ever. It gets faster. and there, there's, no, there's no going back to how quickly things evolve. Sure. So it, it took a while to evolve. Now things don't. Now we're day-to-day. Now oh. absolutely day-to-day. And I'm waiting for Skynet to actually oh, take over. LTE five or whatever it is. Well, whatever it might be. No, no. I mean, from that's a Terminator reference. Like once, once Amazon's AI or Watson in IBM become self-aware. Like right. That's like the whole oh apocalypse ro- story. Than us. Right. Right. Yeah. Just, robots will be smarter than us. And, and well, it, the. the the, the question becomes, what are they going to do? Well, did you see the face, the Facebook do? AI? That yeah, they, they turned created? it off, right? Yeah, yeah well, they the, it well, it, they, they, it was like two, I forget what it was. Two it was, computers. Yeah, two computers. They were talking to each other, and they were going so fast that in minutes they developed their own new language. And nobody could understand what they were doing, so they had to pull the plug. Yeah. Because now the computers are in gagoots, and if they left it plugged in any longer, we might not be sitting here right now. <laughs> It'd be, I mean, yeah, and it would need to learn from the internet. It's not even like yeah. it couldn't be on the internet. Right. You know, it could, but it wouldn't be nearly as efficient. See, that's the one thing right now that we still have at our uh, to our advantage, uh-huh. that all of this can still be thwarted by a pair of scissors or a fuse box. 
Oh, right? yeah. So, like, if you have, if you're in the in Robots the R&D, are taking over. You right. just shut down the cell phone tower. <laughs> <Good to, laughs> well, uh, we still have some control, but yeah. soon we're going to rely so heavily yeah. that we're going to give up all that control because we always do. We give up control for convenience. Of I course. think there is a good merit sometimes to giving up some control for security and you know physical security but when it comes to convenience we have to be aware of that very fine line of allowing the iphone let's say to have access to everything or know my location all the time or this or that you just have to assume at all times that you somebody's either somebody somebody meaning a system Mm -hmm. some system knows where you are knows what you're doing and knows what you're saying and if anybody it's believes Facebook and Google, right? And there if any know. if anybody believes that Siri that um not Siri Alexa. uh, Alexa's microphones are not hot at all times and collecting data, you're, you're silly. You're silly because if I'm just talking in my house and all of a sudden my Alexa enabled devices or devices that have hit my IP addresses that have now become this pool and this digital footprint of where I've been, if you're if you're telling me that all I said was laundry detergent. Or even something even more obscure than that. Uh, I don't know. Pirelli tires. If I said Pirelli tires in my house, I guarantee at some or even now, my who knows. I'm, well, I'm like, gonna get an ad. You're on gonna that computer, somehow this computer or get some an other. ad driven to you. Yeah. Which whatever. There's convenience factor there. Yeah, because uh, yeah, you don't. But if everybody doesn't believe that, uh, that somebody can hit a button it's and crazy, listen to dude. everything at all times. They're crazy. We're, we're, crazy. We're all too connected. Everything's all connected. Do you know people that don't get Alexas because they think that they're afraid that they're gonna, it's going to listen to them? No. I do. I've so, met people that are. So there's an age line there. And I've seen the age line. Fact. Right. And it's not it's not across the whole board because, like, you know, my I think my parents talk to Siri at this point more than they would, you know, actually physically do something, be it. Uh, sure. Just dialing. Siri's got to get better, though. Siri is. Siri is. But the as soon as you can talk. Apple, if you're to listening, things, step that right. up. <laughs> All right. I'm not saying that Amazon's better, but your product is subpar at best. Yeah, it's absolutely. Never we, been listen, all that well. We know Tim Cook is a listener to this program. Oh, you fact. know he's listening, Tim. Fact. Tim, listen. Let's step it up a little bit. Yeah. And he's. I think. I think he's going to listen to us. I mean, two dudes sitting in a warehouse. Probably. Well, he used to. Well, not him. Maybe him. His 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 ex boss used to be dudes sitting in a garage. I Ma- d- uh, is that mind blown right there? No. Maybe maybe we maybe this is the dude. Why do you think I'm in here and not in an office? <laughs> it's creativity, bro. Actually, the real reason why I'm in here and not in an office is because I was gonna go get a office at a Regis, and they said, um, "I go, what is your policies on drinking?" I was like, because I have a podcast, and if I'm going to rent a room out, I'd like, you know, every once in a while, we'll indulge in beverages, as you've seen my bar. And they go, oh, if we see any alcohol, you're evicted immediately. And I was like- Are you serious? Okay. what? So, so let's start a little thing, and and, uh, I'm not, I'm not a frequent flyer of WeWork, but WeWork WeWork itself has decent environment. Um, We do have a couple of clients that are co-works, like a WeWork. Sure. And one of them in particular is part of their spec. There's beer on tap. Yes. With 
glasses ready to go and and you know it's it's just set up waiting there for you and we had one of our first offices as a company was in a regis space and the space was nice but it it always felt a little cold in a way there wasn't it wasn't built on the idea of interaction and collaboration like a like a we work or an open sure. space co-work might be sure um and when 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 we work the last couple of months has gone through their decline <laughs> the ceo self oh my god <laughs> wow that guy Do you see this man i'm gonna strap all this dynamite to myself and we're gonna blow it up from the inside out but what's really sad are the people who are paying for what like adam newman decided to run away with with oh, the amount yeah. of money and, and selling things back and there's there's a serious disconnect. He got bought out there. for he got bought out from his own company for what six billion. I, I, I don't remember the overall number. It was I thought it was double double B's. I thought it was like twelve. Twelve billion he was worth or something like that. Uh, it was a crazy. Uh, the, there was an interview with the CEO and one of the founders I think of Regis, and. They've been around for a really long time. We we work from a standpoint was was a was a baby compared to Regis. One point seven billion dollar buyout. All right. Um, Regis is like started was one of the was one of the real pioneers of the breakup space and lease it out to smaller startups almost sure. by the office, and which which is a great great uh, idea. So. Regis was asked, that, uh, the founder, mm -hmm. um, and I think there were a couple of other uh, C-levels from Regis that were interviewed. Uh, I think it was, a, it was a Bloomberg piece. It was really great. And they were asked, how, what is, what is it? What is WeWork doing to get this valuation when they don't own any? They didn't own anything. No. They leased and then released they didn't actually own anything, so where's the valuation coming from? I personally, the valuation for me came from what people valued it at. The collaboration, the feel, what it was, how it worked, how it flowed was what created a valuation. It was sure. it was um, metaphysical. It, it wasn't made up in numbers. Sure. You couldn't say one plus one equals two. At WeWork, one plus one equals a hundred million, right? Oh so yeah. That's really what it was. It was sure. like, and they asked Regis, well, how did they do this? What what is What's the secret? He said, we don't know. They're like, we don't understand how... A, we, they, they said, we think we do this right at Regis. We, we're pretty good. Yeah. We've been doing this a really long time. <laughs> Unless there's, the, you know, somebody's... There's like some kind of fairy over there putting out fairy dust that makes it all better. It didn't make any sense on paper. Sure. They said, we don't know how it's big. We don't know why it's big. It doesn't make any... Because they put beer on tap and you could walk around with your dog. Right. But see, that's the thing. It became a, a, a mental scenario. Sure. It became uh, it's a, party. a community sure. versus a bunch of offices that, that brought in revenue. Mm -hmm. It became about the interaction, not the what you were paying for when you were sure. there. So that's what was crazy about it is that Regis, they didn't have any clue where it came from. And then about three weeks later, when they were about to go into their IPO and they pulled it back, they, they figured out why. Because it was based on nothing. Oh yeah. When after the due diligence sure, was yeah. done, 
it went from what everybody had inflated it in their minds to to what it actually was on paper. Of course. And that's when the nosedive hit. I look, I, I think it you know, I think it's a nosedive, yes, but I think I, I personally and I look I'm I i do not own anything of the company, but I think it's gonna go back up. If they can if they restructure, they're they are already the the space leader, right? Don't they? Of course. Don't they own well, they most just, of the it's space? It's just the name that everybody knows. It's like Coca-Cola. Right. You're going to work... You know, oh, it's, you know, I don't say I'm going to make a Regis-like space. I'm going to no. make a work, oh, we WeWork work. space. And right now, it became the, you know, this is the WeWork of blah, right? So let's say I go do this in a warehouse. I can say, I am the WeWork of warehousing. Or I'm the... Yeah. That, uh, that's the model. You would say that. It's It's... it's it's crazy. It became a brand unto itself. So I have no doubt that with the right leadership, they'll keyword they'll come back like brain. You know, they'll yeah. come back like gangbusters. I have no doubt. Um. Yeah, it's pretty wild, honestly. It's it's crazy how they literally don't own anything no. except leases. And think about it. It came to the app world. Look at Uber. Uber has guys that are coding. And girls that are coding, and supporting, and enabling—that's the new wave, right? Mm-hmm. How can I enable many to do a lot with a little? Sure. Right. Well, so it's crazy, right? Like, <clears throat> I was talking to I was talking to somebody about this, and if you look at all of like the multi-billion or even billion and trillion-dollar companies, with the exception of Apple, right? Most of them don't actually produce anything, right? If you really think about it, Facebook doesn't produce content. They don't. They just give you a platform, right? Amazon just recently started producing their own stuff. Most of Amazon is still from outside vendors. Um, Uber doesn't drive you anywhere. Tell somebody else to go do that. Uh, Airbnb doesn't have houses. You know, it, it's crazy to think, like, they're just giving you the platform. Like, even YouTube, right? YouTube doesn't create content. The creators create content. It just goes on their platform. Like, it's just, what a crazy business model. It is. The, to think that there can be so uh, so many assets that aren't physical. It's it's all IP. It's all intellectual property. It is. It's it's Look at this place. Right. You know, people are like, what do you do? I'm like, I build websites. They're like, oh, it's cool. I'm like, well, yeah, I love it, but like, I can't touch it. You know? Yeah, you can scroll with your finger, but like, doesn't have a taste, doesn't have a smell. Well, that's that's the next thing, right? The bridging oh, of that's the physical wild. and virtual worlds. But like, even the podcast, it's a visual and audio experience. There's no. There's no touch. There's no taste. There's no you being. No, no, here. we you don't. don't smell we don't. Room. We're not mining minerals and creating yeah, something just, tangible. We're so not even building weird. Legos. Nothing. <laughs> we're nothing. It's just. It's literally audio and visual. Like even my whole main business, audio and visual. My new my online course that I've built now, audio visual. That's it. There's that's that's just it. Like I don't produce a single tangible item at all. It's the weirdest thing ever. What's crazy about all that is talking about like. Bridging the virtual and the physical, and and here it comes. Right, we do a lot of that at our company. Sure, at NST, our 
our ideas are all about how the user can experience the environment that they're in. Sure. Right? Because we don't necessarily need to have four walls to be productive. So you're going to enable your users to experience the environment that they need to be productive in any way possible. Mm -hmm. um, but there's a scenario there where now we're trying to create this experience within every facet, right? So in your work day, that experience is kind of created by your, your office infrastructure, how your network behaves, how your PC, Mac, who cares what kind, laptop, iPhone, iPad, whatever it might be, smart device, how they interact with you during the day. Sure. And what we really enjoy doing is making those cross connects that are, are, are not normal, the, the outside of the everyday. Sure. Um, how can we have their entire environment interact with them, walk through a space, know who you are, sure. present you with options based on where you're going, the direction you're going in, what time of day it is. Sure. Would you like lunch now? That's, you know, that's just how can you create that interactive experience? Sure. You know, that's that's the one thing I do love about IT is like it's there is a, is quite a bit of physical, right? You could buy a new computer. You could buy uh, a router. You could buy Wi-Fi. You could buy all of these. You know, you could buy and have and see and physically touch most of the things that you sell in the IT in the IT world. Even you know, even the security business, right? An RFID scanner. You could touch that. You know, um, a camera. You could go touch that. You see it. Like you know, we have cameras in here. Hanwha, shout out to Hanwha Techman, right? So those cameras are recording all of the time, you know. But at least I could go grab that camera. Like that's the one thing. It's it's so like, hey, what did I buy? Right. You know. You can physically touch it. And you, you can so, see it. You and can you see can, the motors. You can, you can interact can. with it in a in a physical way and in a, in, a, in, a, way. in a digital way. Yep. And and I think that's why for me I love the security space so much, especially now, because there's a convergence that's happening sure. in security because now. You need more, in, our, in my opinion, you need more cybersecurity than you do physical security. Because, let's be honest, most of our assets in some way, shape, or form that we engage with on a day-to-day -day have now become more digital than physical. Sure. Because think about it, right? My iPad, my laptop, if either of those... Just got destroyed, got stolen, got lost. It would be an inconvenience, but because I can connect up to those servers that have all that information, sure. the device kind of just becomes it's a portal, uh, throwaway. Sure, it becomes a throw. But that information, your bank account, the list of what you were trying to do, the calendar of your life, that now used to exist in this paper space. Mm -hmm does not anymore it exists in a digital space so the 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 need for advanced cybersecurity and not only that but oh for the love of god the user awareness no that's not fedex don't click on that because that's going to ruin your life and then you're going to have to pay 10 million dollars to some guy named sven <laughs> in <laughs> i feel like you've done this before in <laughs> 
in some crazy Eastern European. Can you hook us up? By the way, the problem with that is Sven is probably some in something in the Nordic realm. Russia. Well, I, you know, I don't know why. I, it's it's got I got a reindeer. My, oh, I know why. Because Frozen's always on in my house. Oh, that's right. We were talking about this last. Oh, uh, it just it just all right. You know, all right. Let's get that out of here, right? So we got this. <laughs> we got a Nordic thing, but I'm trying to hit the old, old Eastern European hacking sure. world. Sure. Of no. The, uh, the other guy on the other side of the room didn't send you an email because it's in a different language. You don't absolutely need to <laughs> click that link, mom. It's just <laughs> my, it's, my parents. My, my parents call me up. They're like, they're like, Harrison. I'm like, yeah. And they're like, uh, Bob. She got a phone call. Bob. She's my grandma. And Bob. She's Polish. <laughs> isn't Polish. So we call her. Bob, we call her Bob. She because that's grandma in Polish. Okay. And she's like. Bob, she got this phone call saying that the IRS, uh, she owes the IRS thousands of dollars, and we don't know what to do. I go, this is what you're going to do. And, she, and, she, and and my mom's like, I have her on hold right now. we got to figure out something to do right now. What do we do? I'm like, you're going to do this right now. You ready? She goes, what? I go, tell her to hang up. Right now. Right. They're not, they're not reading her mind with yeah. the phone. And they're like... She's like, no, there's got to be more. I'm to, like, no, no. They're social engineers. They have to extract information yes. from... Look, What's crazy is how tech has evolved, but hackers have not only evolved because of tech, they've evolved just because they've evolved. The way that they go about extracting information from people who don't know every single sign to look for, it's, it's almost elegant. Sure. It's, it's horrifically elegant. The things that they say, the way that they drag you in, and we're going to, okay, public, we're going to do some public service announcements right now. Because there's some that I've been involved with recently with robocalls and fake calls. The best one is we have, it's a robot, right? You get six phone calls from six different numbers that have the same first six digits, right? So if you look at, check out some of the numbers, if you see sure. patterns, you can kind of discern it and figure it out. We have a warrant for your arrest. I haven't gotten that one If yet. you don't call us back, we're coming. Oh, I always call back. And, <laughs> I get so excited. I love it. I had one dude try to get Notice, me. everybody, that's fake. Just just hang up the phone. Yeah, yeah. Don't do what I do. Do you, as I say. Don't do as I do. What do you do? Oh, I call them back every time. Oh, you mess with them? Oh, dude. Have you seen those? The mess with videos are funny. Oh, it's not even that. I just, it's it's like I love it. I love seeing how far I can go. Like, because most of the time, like. Well, that's, but that's the new battlefield. We don't, as countries, if you think about it, we don't all get into a Game of Thrones formation it's a shame and we sling catapults we have guns. at each other <laughs> anymore. Nobody does. No one does that. Nope. It's, it's sad. You, everything is smaller. Everything got smaller. Sure. Wars got smaller, but how wars war. are conducted are smaller too. Yeah. Now they're direct one-to-one. -one. Like the other day I get, hi, this is Siri. We need you to call us back at Apple support. Now, what's really amazing about this phone call was how it came up on my phone. Because in my phone contacts, I happen to have one of the Apple stores in Manhasset mm. in my contacts list. So I get a call and it pops up on my contacts list as, as the Apple store. Yeah, they could route so, it through different numbers. So now. they spoofed that SIP number, no, that, 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 that trunk, that line, whatever. They spoofed it. 
took it over, made outgoing calls from there, and now you look like the Apple store. Oh, you yeah. look like Apple, and if somebody gets a call, like you you talk to Siri all the time, right? Sure, all the time. Let who initiates the conversation? Me. Right. Because that's how Siri works. People, Siri's not going to call you. <laughs> Ever. Listen, if Siri wants to talk to you, she's going to pop that phone. She's going to say, hello, and she's going to say your name. And it's going to be from the phone itself, not a phone call. No. Well, we don't know just yet. Yeah, well, right. More than likely. I think it's going to be from the phone itself. Do not talk to Siri. Hang up on Siri. Don't give her your Apple ID. Don't give her your password. Don't give her anything. For the love of God, please hang up. Uh, no, you're right. But I try to... Um, I always try to go as far as I can with these calls. Because I really do enjoy seeing, one, how intelligent or how unintelligent some people are in this world. Like, uh, well. So, so uh, I actually got... I almost got scammed on my company and thank god i had the courage to ask a friend for help who's also in my my marketing the marketing industry and i was like hey got this seems a little too it seems a little fishy and it was like hey i want to buy a website from you looking to spend you know seven to ten thousand dollars i want to replicate this and i was like cool let's just investigate so i like said the proposal boom got the proposal back i was like this seems a little too easy to you know to be good to be true nobody just goes out and spends you know, unless you just looked at every single project I've ever worked on and looked at all my customers. But right. nobody's saying, it, hey, I want to spend. If it's too good to be true, <laughs> it probably is. So I was like, dude, this looks a little fishy. And he's like, dude. And he, he Googled it. And I don't know why I didn't Google it. And he's well, like. You, you, had, you had holy shit blinders on at that point. Oh, you yeah. Were just, like somebody's gonna you be- were just stoked. Oh, my God. That's amazing. Of course. Someone I did not get a referral from or had to mine or had to Look, spend a ridiculous company, amount of time it's with. It's not uncommon that somebody's going to call me Just gave me a saying, PO for $10,000. Yeah, but nobody ever calls <laughs> me saying I want to spend ten grand with you. Like, right. never happens. No, it's never happened. And what's really funny is we've gotten physical. We've gotten an email uh, from what looked like legitimate companies sure. with a PO in it and a whole list of hardware saying, here's your PO. Send me this hardware. We would have the office team call them back uh-huh. and say, abs- and it, somebody would pick up. Uh-huh. They People would, would oh, quote yeah, unquote there's... be there, like boiler room, just sitting in a sea of phones in the middle of an open warehouse because just... they have to pick up and say, hello, so-and-so company, whenever they see a caller ID come up. So we, we would call back. We would force their hand, and we would say, okay, you want us to send me all this stuff. I can get you every single thing on this list. Send me a credit card. Give give us credit card numbers right now. I don't even like credit cards when you as deal with that As soon as the charge goes through and it goes through okay, you'll get your stuff. So what we would do is we would get the credit card. The credit cards were all stolen. Sure. So before we actually ran the card, we would call up the credit card company Smart. with the number, the, their credit card number and all the information they gave us. Uh-huh. And we would say, has this card been reported stolen? Every single time the answer was yes. It had been reported stolen and not, well, not necessarily stolen, but hijacked. Sure. Or somebody got the information and was just using the information. So now we would also give them the phone number 
that they called yeah. from. So they know to. And the credit card company would then take it to the next level where their forensic team sure. would actually go after the hackers in the opposite oh, good. direction. That's awesome. It was cool. It was cool to find out about that. That's crazy. That's amazing. Yeah, it was fun. Yeah, I don't. I just, I love it, man. I, I just something. There's nothing, even even him, you know. It's just because because he he knows it pretty well. But it's just so. It's like a different level of fun. I, I really don't know how to explain it because it's just like it's like oh let's see let's see how far we can get this one to go. Well, it's because it it goes back now to the like everything's getting smaller. But while everything gets smaller, your reach grows. Oh, yeah. So now we can do anything we want anywhere at sure. any time. It sure. doesn't really matter anymore, right? But back back in the day, you're cordoned to your area and what you had available to you, right? So and that's it. That was it. And now it, it that even comes back to how many in the world changed, right? How many kids do we even see outside after school anymore? A lot around here, thankfully. That's a good thing. Yeah. That's a good thing. Yeah. Because a lot of times you don't even see it anymore. Because they go terrorize Speedway. And yeah, but see, that's that's the problem. Like, the, also, what are they doing is the part, <laughs> is part of the issue. And look, at least I did it when I did it. It was in the middle of the woods. These guys are terrorizing property on a main highway. Right. Well, you know, back in back in the day, you would more than likely you would terrorize something because you literally had nothing else to do. But now, I mean, we'd hope you could that you could find something. Look, I'm do. glad the parents are kicking them out of the house so they're not playing video games. But it Absolutely. just sucks that the kids are terrorizing things. But, right. You know, well, kids will be kids. We used to go out every day and play sports. Like, outside, on the street. I mean, all we did was play hockey. That was sure. it. All we did was play hockey. Every day. Come home. Doesn't matter. Winter. Summer. Ice, whatever. Ice hockey or roller hockey? Uh, or both. 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 I mean, roller. He's a big hockey nut. Uh, ro- roller. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Roller on a daily. Um, and then ice school and wreck and travel and stuff like that as as needed but that's crazy um you don't see i don't i don't you know what i don't see and it's a wayne's world reference i don't see any game on like there's no i can tell you maybe on you get an award if you lose what's the point the number of times on one hand that i've driven down a street and kids have had to move out of the way because they're playing in the street anymore Sure. Obviously, weekends are a little different, but even just coming home from school, getting on your bike and going out, whatever. I, I just feel like I don't see that as much as I felt like we did it when we were kids. No, you definitely did it more as kids. It's 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 much further and few between now, I would say. But, um, you know, it's it's like. It's just it's a new world, right? It's you know we're going through we're going through a super weird time. It's you know, think about it, right? Kids can't even go to school anymore because they're not vaccinated, right? Well, and look, I, I don't care wh- which side of of the thing you fall on, but um, you know, if your kid's vaccinated, you get to school go to school. If you're not vaccinated, you don't get to school go to school. Like, it, it's that, and then it's information, right? And there's there's information overload, and and anybody could say anything on the internet, and it may or may not be true right you know and and if you think it's difficult to fire up a website go on squarespace go on wix and you could literally build a website and it might not be the most the most beautiful website but if you spend enough time and dedication to it you know you could build a decent decent website pretty quickly and nobody's fact checking every single person to say that's right no, that's wrong what, that's right that's wrong what was it uh, uh i used to 
Did you ever? Did you just listen to Opie and Anthony? Did you ever? No, yeah, they're was, like a Howard Stern, yeah, yeah. right? So, um, unto themselves, because I love those guys. Sure. Uh, but they would always make jokes about, oh, this must be true because it's coming from a guy sitting behind a microphone. Oh yeah. Or it must be true because it's there, right? Sure. I mean, think about it. Back in the day, all we ha- all they had was it must be true or or that must be the fact because it's in the newspaper. Sure. Look, milk isn't good for you. Took two generations for people to think milk is good for you. Like, it's factually proven that milk is not good for you. People still drive Shit, I just finished off half and half. Right. You know? I, I know it's bad for me at this point. I just choose because it tastes good. But... You say it enough. You put it in front of people enough. That's you it. Advertise enough, right? I think everybody and their mother can agree that Burger King and McDonald's and Taco Bell and Wendy's is terrible for you. Uh, well, that's that's why. I mean, think about Burger King. Why would they change the meat to the Beyond? What's that? The new the Beyond Burger. Beyond Burger. And then they get sued because they're cooking it on a grill that has meat products cooked on it. Yeah. Right. Uh, you know, we're splitting hairs at that point. Sure. Right. I think they should let it be. I think so. Burger too. King's bad enough. You know, let it just <laughs> let it be bad. <laughs> um, yeah, it's just, you know, it's it's I'm glad that they're moving to it. But then it's like, right, I, I just posted something on Facebook and it, and it was like an FDA study that uh, oh, this is going to drive me nuts because I'm not going to I'm going to think about it and I'm not going to get the right uh, Facebook. And I know I just shared it and it was like the Beyond Meat Burger and how it's bad for you. And it's like people are freaking out about how like scientists prove that the Beyond Meat Burger is bad for you. And what's funny is people are shocked that it's bad for you, which blows I don't know my why, mind. I don't know why anybody would be shocked because you're, you're synthesizing the taste of meat in something that's not meat. So any uh, who knows what they had to use to do that. I mean, uh, now, you're, I now, you're, now you're talking about, you know, chemistry beyond, but whoever, what, whatever goes into that is, has to be so synthesized in some way. It was like, there, it, I, there's no way to believe that you mushed up six plants from the middle of uh, Madagascar. <laughs> yeah. And magically somebody then said, oh, I think I should taste this. And it came out like tasting like meat and it was plants. It's, there's, there's no way. It's it yeah. It's, it's manufactured. It's just never gonna happen. Oh, here it is. Uh, GMO Impossible Burger test positive for high levels of Mon- Monsanto's uh, glyph- pesticides. Glyphosate. Glo- I don't even know what that is. Uh, G- uh, I'm searching it right now. It's it's G L Y P H O S A T E. Glyphosate. What is it? Is a herbicide. Oh, okay. Okay. See, see, I was wasn't wrong. Yeah, you're right. Right. It you know it only tastes better when you mix it with chemicals with weed killer. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah yeah. It can only taste better. You no, know, it's just it's. I just think it's so funny that people are shocked that the Impossible Burger has chemicals in it. Like you're literally eating so. And look, I I I don't agree with the unethical killing of animals. Oh. I totally believe in hunting, but look, I'm not going to lie. I eat cheeseburgers, too. But you can't be shocked when something like this happens when it's completely made in the lab with chemicals 
and you're taking plants and making them taste like a living animal. There's no salt, there's no pepper, there's no amount of turmeric or cumin or star anise that you could possibly combine that's going to give it the taste and texture and touch of meat. It's impossible. It's just, you know, at least at, at this day and age, it's not going to happen. No, it's not going to happen. And and I don't know why, I don't know why meat can't just be meat. Well, oh, dude, I don't even. Get can't it just be meat? Well, oh, commercial farming. We also have the worst diets in the world here. Um, Look, I get it. Oh, oh, okay. Do you remember the McRib? Oh yeah. Okay. They just brought it back. I'm sorry. What? Yeah, I'm pretty sure McDonald's just released the McRib not that long ago again. McRib, oh my god, it comes up with a McRib finder. Yeah, I'm pretty sure, uh, I'm pretty sure, um, oh my god, most recent sighting, Mesa, Arizona, spotted, uh, 12-2-2019. Okay, so, so we did, um, a, a, a lot of work in Germany. And I'll never forget, it was, I think, one of the first times I, I ended up uh, outside Dusseldorf in Germany. And, and I got there, and it was very late. Nothing nothing was open. I didn't rent a car, driving around, nothing's open. I see a, Mc, a McDonald's, right? And they were open, lit up, ready to go. Excellent. Go to the drive-thru. And I start squinting. Because I'm looking at it, I see McRib. And for me, I don't know what it is, but I don't know what, look, I know it's bad, but it's just so good. I don't understand. I, I never really cared for a McRib. I, so now I see McRib, I get three of them. Oh my God. Three McRibs, back to the hotel, kill them. Go to sleep with a smile on my face. All right. The reason that they have the McRib in Europe and not because I asked, I had to ask. Sure. I don't remember when or where I asked. It was one of the, my McRib excursions in Germany. <laughs> why? Why do you guys have the McRib here uh-huh. and we don't have it in the states? Sure. Like, and the answer, at least over there, is that they're. Meat is better. Oh, yeah. Because it's not... It's In the United States, we're the only place in the world that you can have genetically modified foods. Right. It's all controlled everywhere else. Yeah. The reason why Imagine we couldn't... Imagine a government apparently, agency in the United States actually doing their job. Uh, well, there's some... Yeah. Oh, we don't want to talk about fiction. <laughs> On this show, do we? <laughs> we would both like to keep our jobs and not piss anybody off today. No, well, the the scenario for me is I don't care who does what, just do something. Yeah. Uh, I don't care who does what, just do something smart. That's it. We Done. Were, we I'm happy, in, happy, happy, happy. So uh, I'm, pointing, I'm pointing to John because John and I, we travel a lot together for work. Um, and we were in D.C., and we rented those little like electric scooters that you could you jump on. Yes, them, like bird. They're yes. called birds. Lifts, whatever. They, spins. They're, they're scattered. I was in DC not too amazing. long ago. It's 
you can almost trip over one whenever you're stepping. Yeah, they're fantastic, though. They're great. I love them. Big fan. Huge. So we're we're riding on these things, and John goes, oh, look at that. Look at that building. It's broken. Something like that. It's damaged or whatever. Whatever. I think he said broken. And it was so funny. I go, oh, that building's broken. I go, I go, holy shit, we're in D.C. I feel like a lot of buildings, I go, especially the stuff inside, a lot of things are broken here. <laughs> And he just starts. We we both just start laughing. I'm like, uh, and, and like we're we're trying we're trying to pass like the treasury, right? And I'm like, oh, look at this gigantic building. It's broken. The whole thing is broken. We drive past whatever another building, whatever it was. I'm like, oh my god, look at this gigantic building. It's broken. Everything inside is broken. So it's and it was just this constant joke of just how everything is just broken there. Yeah, I'm uh, just 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 do something. Just, are you a doctor? No. Just do something. Right. Just do something. <laughs> Is there a doctor in the house? Not for that. <laughs> no, not, no. There's no fixing that. Not for that. Um, all right. So back to technology. Let's 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 as we're wrapping this thing up here. How'd you get into the security space? Oh, I, mean, I think I asked you this on the first man. one. Man, I think it was. I mean, honestly, I think all of it was by accident because. My my background is really more um, my well formal background from study, we'll call it trade or whatever you want to call it, is architecture. Sure. Um, so architecture school five years took a couple of the tests for you know getting um, getting the stamp, uh, and then kind of fell fell into tech just because tech always came easy to me. Sure. Um, it was always the the thing that I didn't. It was more the not the job. That wasn't the job. That was the fun part. Sure. That kind of thing. Um, so for me, being from the architectural space and the physical space, it, it just kind of flowed naturally. Sure. And what's crazy is um, there's some certifications that, uh, that I obtained where the one of the prerequisites was you either had to do X amount of actual work, and one of the alternatives was... Um, a five-year architectural degree. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was great that there was the connection made there just between spatial awareness and how how things get laid out, um, how a form grows from nothing mm-hmm. in, a, in a physical space. But then now we're mixing that in a digital and virtual environment. Sure. Um, so for me, it just it kind of came naturally. It's just a matter of we're building something, right? Is it a physical construct? Or is it a digital? But now you have to think about it. We have to build a physical construct to house the digital construct. Sure. So now, now we're talking about putting up some sort of structure, building out a room and infrastructure, racks and, and um, electrical and cooling. Sure. Everything's got to come Everything play. that goes into it. Then now you're going to build what goes inside of it that has another level of operational status sure because now we're building something else that's utilizing all that physicality so for me it uh i got in i got into technology by accident um building my own computers building my own servers having fun with it sure um doing this kind of stuff to the you know broadcasting um dj sets live sure and that was the coolest thing because now you're a kid and you have followers and listeners and you're getting messages from Australia and Japan as you're doing something sure. live it's just 
that's really cool. And that that's that's where it ended up. And the physical security stuff just comes hand in hand. Sure. Between vis- visual um, visual data, the mining of information. Yes, it's physical. It's 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 situational awareness. But you're also getting all that data as to what that situation was, and now we're combining it all. Sure. So we're 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 um, in the process of of working on some pilots that combine virtual cyber digital security and physical security in in one instance mm-hmm. that can drive uh, sp- information about a space, but then also be used for object tracking, of course. metadata yeah. tagging, leverage. How can we layer things? That's really what we're looking at. Sure. Uh, you know, I, I think uh, I think the general populace of people too don't really understand like the capability the capabilities of like technology and where they're at now, right? You and I went to ICS ICS, right? ICS East. And that was at the Javits Center. And uh we were with our friend Adam who's also been on the show. And it's just crazy to like you know, there was one technology it takes a picture of you or it takes images of you and tells you your age and, your, you know, if you're in the system, your name and, you know, your emotion, right? Are you happy, angry, all that kind of stuff. And the age thing was like within two years, they have like a 99% accuracy in, within two years. And then the longer I stood in front of it, the closer it got to it was 100% accurate. That was the craziest part, um, you know, between that, between, you know, something like what AeroTurn had with the metal detectors, right? You know, it had this special metal detector, nothing like you'd see in the airport. But, you know, there was an Amazon, an AWS worker there who was, the dude had a Velcro belt, you know, that you're only buying that if you're in and out of data centers all day. And, you know, the, the, the metal detector picked up his, um, uh, that's not a glucose badge. The, uh, the sensor in his arm to detect his glucose. That's what it is. Oh. You know, and he's like, oh, my God, you know, and that one guy was like, dude, it's picking up the screws on my glasses. Like, that's how that's how accurate it is. And then then you still need to badge in and and like bulletproof glass on on these things on on turnstiles and protecting people. And then, you know, monitoring and you could see the see where people went in the building and track. all. It's just like the amount of information that you can get now and figure out and say, Hey, why is this person going in here? Why is this person trying to get in here? Like all of that is just so fast now. One of, um, one of the coolest things I thought that we've been doing recently is the mobile credential to access physical environments. And yes, you know, you could buy the, the small locks that you could put on the front door and it has sure. connectivity to Wi-Fi, and then your apps, you can hit the button. But what we're talking about is replacing the fob and the access card with just your phone. So sure. the phone has an app. It reads through Bluetooth. But the cool thing about it was it was leveraging a lot of the technology that your phone uses on a daily. Sure. Right. So let's say now uh, you got uh, on the newer uh, iPhones and on the newer um, Samsungs, you have um, facial recognition. As a credential. Sure. So it holds it up to your face, get in. So what would happen now because of that is the the phone would have your access card built in in a, in a very secure app and a secure certificate that would go in the app that acted as the signal for your access card. Sure. So you take your phone, you put it up to the reader, you, you can just put it up or you can twist your wrist like mm-hmm. you're turning a key and that would unlock oh the God. reader. Now, you can make it on the app where 
in order for your access card to become available on your phone, you first have to credential into your iPhone. So now you're talking about thumbprint, passcode, or face. Mm -hmm. And then you have to do another pin sure. just to get it active. That way, if it went into a hibernation or a locked state of the phone itself, mm -hmm. it would close all of those things. Sure. So now if somebody got your phone, sure. they'd really need to know a lot about you to get to that access card. Sure. But if I just dropped, the, if I dropped the access card sure. on the floor Anybody could pick and it, it had my – because a lot of companies will take an access card, put your picture on it, the name of the company, the address. They'll give the door number that you can get into. Like they'll give so much information on this card that anybody could walk over to that building sure. and swipe and in and in. go in. So now you have this digital card that needs three, two or three different forms of authentication sure. before you can get to that card. I can't wait till. Uh, have you ever gone on a military base? No. Uh, no, not an operation. I don't yet. know if I'm allowed to say this, actually, so I'm not going to say it. <laughs> um, but there are certain things. They have like their own SOPs, right? Standard operating procedures. Yep. And uh, if you do certain things on a military base, um, the MPs, military police, will know that you are not supposed to be there or you're with somebody that's not supposed to be there. And uh, I don't want to say what it is because that might be... I don't know if I'm allowed to or not, but <laughs> I can't because wait. we all know other people are listening. Yes, uh, yeah, Big Brother has ears, of course. Uh, so I'm just gonna totally skip over this. But it'd be pretty wild to, inst you know, with even with all these levels of authentication, right? If you were held up at like, let's just say gunpoint, if you did something different on on your phone or whatever it is, or like you know, you had to you had to scan in all these things, and then you do something on your you know, let's just say I need to face lock in and put my code in, whatever. And then I touch my phone to like whatever the the pad and then the door opens. But if I do it in a different method or something like that, or it's the back of the phone or something like that, it automatically calls the police and does all of these different things and locks down the building or whatever it might be. Right. That's going to be crazy. Right. You know, somebody tries to scan in five times, you know, think about it, right? If you, my, I think my phone said, if you fail to get in five times at the passcode, it, right. it, it closes wipes. up. Well, that's like, um, well, it wipes my phone gone. It wipes out. Done. I yeah, be careful with that. Well, Oh, I trust me. I tell everybody, <laughs> I'm like, don't mess with my phone. I don't feel like having it wiped. I mean, look, it's all in the cloud, right? I, I just got to go. Get yeah. New. But right. Yes. But there's then that inconvenience that, that, yes, dude, that happened over the summer. Mm -hmm. Um, Last summer was it? Last summer, uh, I think it was last summer. I had uh, we were coming back from the beach. Had a ton of crap. Everything's full of sand. You get the kids' toys and the chairs and whatever. And I'm packing up the car, and I must have put my phone down on the bumper. Mm -hmm. And oh. I put all the stuff in the car. And you hit the button on the trunk. Trunk comes down. Trunk won't close. I just got done putting all this crap in the car. Um, a little bit short. Uh, I'm a little bit uptight, I'm a little bit pissed. I want this door closed, take the door, slam it down, phone explodes. Oh, God. Phone explodes. Sure. Now, here's the great part about this. Where the screen got hit, uh -huh. it was creating a what, what the phone thought was a touch on oh. the passcode. So, so now the screen's pushing on the passcode whenever the phone comes oh, out of lock. God. And it went through it so many times. That it wiped your phone. That it wiped the phone. Oh. Well, I mean, you need. I, I, mean, I guess you could have replaced the screen. 
So the crappy part was the phone hadn't been for a month Backed. backing oh. up oh. because I, I had, it was a newer phone and I didn't engage the one of the settings. Setting? Oh. I, I don't know. Maybe I hit skip or maybe I was just in a fog when I went over it. Oh. So I was back a God. month. I was back a month and the feel, you know, it was worse. The feeling of not having that phone, that information, it was like it it's was weird. like that's just might as well take my leg off. I cannot wait. I tell this, but all. and that's a problem if you think about it. That's not good. It's not good for your health. It's not good for anything. Yeah. How many phone numbers do you remember? Like none. Now we used to. You know, I remember my, oh my original I house used to have phone 30, number. Thirty, forty numbers in, the, in your head. In my head, that I could just my, my, bang out my original house number. Dude, I don't even remember my social security number most of the time. You know what's bad? I can remember that and my driver's license number. I don't know that. I think just because when I was a kid, I was always getting, you know, like a ticket for something. Here and there. <laughs> <laughs> so I always just, I don't know why my driver's license number became committed oh, to memory. God. Uh, yeah, but um, what you were talking about with the multiple forms of being able, uh, how, how the security bridges, we are able to shut down physical environments if there is a digital or cyber threat detected oh that's great in our virtual environment sure so i don't know if you remember there was uh in in the in what's the infinity war and in, uh avengers um endgame in endgame the end of the movie uh and towards the end i guess oh, when, yeah. he says uh friday do barn door protocol yeah what barn door protocol was lock it was down. hey Lock it down. Shut everything off. Disconnect this from the outside world. Put the armor out in the outside of the building. Yep. That's what we're talking about. Sure. Because now if we have an infiltration or there's a threat to the system. You can't get in and you can't get out. Let's say the firewall or the scanning tools or the security tools pick up a threat. They can tell our IoT and physical devices, lock this door, sound the alarm, Put this, put you know, put the strobes on. Make sure nobody leaves because somebody in here is trying something. Sure. Lock it all down, and call authorities. Sure. Get authorities on the phone. Make physical functions occur. Sure. Because of a digital oh, threat. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's that's definitely real. Uh, well, no, I'm, I'm saying we do that. Oh yeah. That's what that's part of what we do on a daily. No, but I mean like roll gates going up, closing sure. and all that. No. Oh, I got one for you. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Listen to this. So one of our clients has like a high-end retail store, uh-huh. um, and it's not in it's not it's a high-risk okay. retail store. And I don't. Do you remember a movie Bronx Tale? Yeah, Bronx Tale. Yep, right. Great movie. Colosio, uh, you know. Um, there's a scene in the movie where a couple of guys walk into the biker bar, mm-hmm. and now Chaz probably now you can't leave, yep. and he locks the door. So what we proposed, because we were working on some of the access, the access access gear at the front door, uh-huh. was the now use can't leave. So he had sensors. Mm-hmm. He had sensors on his on his apparel. Sure. And if the sensor tripped, oh, the you metal told me detector about the story in person, it, right? Yes. If if Share the sensor tripped the metal detector, uh-huh. the giant heavy ridiculously large glass door, yeah. right, maybe bulletproof, <laughs> would lock sure. 
the magnet would fire, it would lock, and they would run headfirst into, into a, very heavy door. a very heavy door and end up on the ground not doing well. Sure. Because they were running as fast as they could sure. to get out of the place for with a the door stolen that goods. Closed that you can't open. So the sensor tripped, locked the door. Sure. They in a world of hurt. Oh, Literally, yeah. just because now they're hitting the ground. But the sensor told the door to lock. And because of a digital interaction, it created a physical yep. outcome. Yeah. So it's crazy. It's awesome stuff. It's crazy, man. Um, is there anything else you want to cover? Because we're at a minute and 30. Ah, a minute, an hour um, and 30. Hour and 30 minutes. Bro, like that. And this was round two. We probably could have. It probably would have been two hours. if. Actually, we probably would if we started when we were supposed to start, but we were working on camera stuff. It doesn't even. Uh, we would have gone. It only feels like two minutes. It would have been two hours and 45 minutes. It only I feels know. like two minutes. Oh, it goes. It goes every time. It's awesome. Dude, it's great. You got to come back on. Um, yes, I want to come back on. Bring some of the, bring some of the peeps. Uh, hey, I it, can uh, hold two more people. So, right. so if you get two more people, yeah, we get like a we get like a forum going. I'm in. Have a little fun. I think it'd be a great time. Cool. Um, last things you want to share? What is NST? I guess tell them. Um, promote promote so the business. I, yeah, absolutely. I wouldn't give, don't give a phone number. That's <laughs> weird. Just <laughs> website. We just don't know. Nobody actually calls anybody anymore. <laughs> yeah. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, so nst-li.com. Um, we are a managed service provider end-to-end um, when it comes to uh, productivity and office technologies. Um, our partners are Microsoft, HP. Dell. Uh, no. Well, sometimes. I'm not mad. <laughs> Mostly. Just disappointed. Mo- <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Mostly HP. Uh, we're also with SonicWall. Sure. Very into very into digital and cybersecurity. We have our own SOC, our own NOC uh, companies. Mm-hmm. Um, extraordinary in the reach and capability. Sure. That we have uh, in house. So, like we're talking about, we're we're doing now physical security uh, with the mix of cybersecurity. Sure. It's, yeah, um, it's a blend. We love our cloud environments. So um, if anybody would like to, you know, reach out, nst-li.com. I love it. I love it. Uh, and do you want people to find you on the digital world? Facebook, Instagram? Oh, sure. IG? Um, no. Handles? I'm looking directly into the camera. I, I am not on Facebook. No, no, Graham. I have LinkedIn. Could do a LinkedIn. All right, Adam on LinkedIn. Yeah, absolutely. Connect up, guys. Let's have some conversation. That's it. That's it. I love it. Brother man, thanks for coming down and hanging out. Harrison, thank you very much for having us. Anytime, brother. Anytime you want to come back, you let me know. Sweet. Till then, guys. Alright guys, thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of the Brutally Honest Podcast. I love the heck out of all of you guys. You guys have been nothing but supportive of me. If you've listened this far, you guys are simply the best, right? It it, it takes a lot of work for me to do this. It's time, scheduling, all that kind of stuff. Post-production, tracking people down for the bios, releasing it, making sure I get the word out, all that kind of jazz. Thank you guys so much for taking the time out to listen to these episodes. For the people that 
said reach out to me directly thank you guys so much for the people that leave reviews on itunes i genuinely you know and google play and wherever else you listen to those podcasts you guys are the best so that's it that's it i love you guys i'll see you guys on the next podcast till then peace love and chicken grease